You're listening to Too Much on Her Plate, the podcast for smart, busy women who are tired of running on the hamster wheel and are ready to create freedom from overeating and emotional eating. I'm your host, clinical psychologist, author, and a smart, busy woman too, Dr. Melissa McCreary. Today's episode is probably going to end up being a little bit on the shorter side, and I think it's important. Sometimes we don't need a long time to explain something that can have a lot of impact and a lot of power in your life. Now, the longer you work with your relationship with food, and by working with your relationship with food, I mean the longer you tune into it and pay attention to it and start to be curious about what's going on with your eating and your overeating and, I mean, days that go really well as well as days where it feels like you fall off track, the the longer that you do that, the more you are going to start to see patterns. You're going to become aware of your patterns and the things that are challenges for you and the things that tend to trigger you and the things that are worth keeping an eye out for, as well as the thing that, you know, the things that work really well. Today, I want to talk about a pattern that shows up in my life and that has been so worth my becoming aware of and paying attention to. And that is that I tend to overeat when I'm not feeling nourished. Now, I'm not talking about nutritional nourishment, although this sometimes plays a role. If I've been eating just junk all day and my blood sugar is all over the place, it will affect my choices for the rest of the day. What I'm talking about is the way that I can reach for extra handfuls of food, right? As I go into the kitchen, how I can mindlessly just go for a little bit extra, how I crave the things and the extra portions, and also mindlessly go after the things and the extra portions that I don't normally crave or go after when I'm not feeling nourished when my soul, when my spirit, when my emotional needs have not been fed, I tend to overeat. The thing is, that extra handful of tortilla chips that I get on my pass through of the kitchen, that extra handful doesn't feed my soul. But going in for that extra handful of snack is something that my brain and my body have been trained to do as a way of responding to that vague feeling that I don't really have a word for of, you know, I just need something. That vague feeling that I haven't taken the time or I don't have the energy or I'm telling myself I don't have the energy to figure out. This kind of extra eating shows up when I'm just out of sorts, right? I'm just not feeling right. Or because of whatever, I'm telling myself that really taking care of myself, really nourishing myself just isn't possible right now. It's just too much, or I just can't do it. And honestly, that is usually not true. That is usually the story that, that I have spun for myself that involves, you know, the, that taking care of myself has got to be this big, elaborate, uh, time-intensive kind of thing. And that isn't the truth. And here's the thing. You can call it nourishing your spirit. You can call it feeding your soul. You can call it taking great care of yourself. Whatever the words are that resonate for you, know that it, nourishing your spirit, is really a key strategy for creating freedom from overeating. And it's a strategy that so many smart women miss. I don't know about you, but when my spirit hasn't been fed in a while, and when I've been focusing on all the hard things, all the necessary things that I have to do, 
That is when willpower and self-control are at their lowest. And you know what? I do know about you because it's true for all of us. When we're depleted, we're less resilient. And in those moments when we haven't gotten what we need, well, I'll just speak for myself. In those moments when I haven't gotten what I need, relying on willpower or being strong or just saying no or just making the good choice, those things don't feel very nourishing. They leave me feeling more depleted, like thinking about doing those things feels hard and it feels like one more thing. When I'm not nourished, I tend to get cranky. The voices in my head, and by which I mean the way that I talk to myself, the thoughts that I have, the stories I tell myself, they get more irritable, they get more unkind, they get more negative. And while I don't know about you, I do know that when I am in that place, that is when I also am more berating of myself for not having enough strength or willpower or self-control. So let's review the cycle here. Here I am feeling depleted, unnourished. I don't feel like my needs have been taken care of or my wants have been taken care of. And now my inner critic, that voice in my head is dishing out self-blame and maybe guilt, right? That is a recipe for unleashing a new layer of cravings or a desire to just go get something to eat, to think about something else or to feel good. This is a vicious cycle that happens for me. And it is also a vicious cycle that so many women find themselves stuck in. And it's almost comical, except it it isn't, that when we catch ourselves in a cycle of eating stuff we don't really want to eat or that we don't really need or that we're not really hungry for, the thing that feels intuitive, and I've talked about this before in other episodes, but the, the thing that feels intuitive is to focus on just not doing that thing, giving ourselves one more rule, one more thing that feels difficult that we're supposed to not do, right? So not allow ourselves something. In that moment, it seems to make perfect sense when you think, oh my gosh, I've just been grabbing handfuls of stuff all day. I just need to stop eating. But what we're really doing is taking away one other piece of nourishment, even if the eating the junk isn't really nourishing in the big picture, right? I want you to think about it the other way. Nourishment nourishing yourself, and again, we're not talking about food here, that's the way you break an overeating cycle. So if this resonates with you, if you see this pattern in yourself, or if you think maybe this is a pattern that you have in yourself, here's what I want you to do. I want you to start a list of nourishing things. And I want you to actually write this down so you can put it in a note on your phone. You can use pencil and paper, make a file on your computer, but I want you to literally write this down. Make a list of all the things that you can think of. They might be, some of them might be big, some of them might be small, but I want you to make a list of all the things that you can think of that nourish you, that nourish your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit. What are the little things? And I say little things because I think sometimes we just tend to think of big things. And remember, when we have those dire emergencies of being just completely undernourished and we really need something, we typically don't have a lot of bandwidth. So it's important to give yourself permission to think of small things as well. What are the small things that nourish you? Now, if that word doesn't resonate with you, if you can't really wrap your mind around oh, what nourishes me, try this. Start really concrete. Ask yourself, what are the small things 
that feed my senses? What are the small ways that I enjoy feeding my senses? And then brainstorm as many of those as you can. So for example, here are some ways I nourish myself. I nourish myself by being outside. That is so important to me. If I can get outside for a walk or um, just outside in a beautiful place, that's wonderful. But if I can just go sit on my front porch for a couple of minutes and hear the birds or the rain or just you know, look at the flowers, that is nourishing to me. So being outside, going for a run or a walk, moving my body is really nourishing for me. A way that I feed my senses that is so low energy and I can do it anytime is to use an essential oil diffuser. Just make the place where I am smell really good. Sometimes I nourish myself through the experience of brewing a big cup of tea, taking my big mug and making some tea that smells good, that is warm, that is comforting to hold in my hand and giving myself a little bit of quiet a window of quiet to savor my mug of tea in. Sometimes I nourish my spirit by putting on music or by laughing. Having a great laugh is so fueling for me. Sharing a conversation with somebody I love or just reaching out with, to somebody I care about, sending a text, sending a funny email. I can nourish my spirit by taking just a few minutes to write in my journal doesn't have to be prolific. It isn't prolific. Sometimes it's just a brain dump. Sometimes it's a list of things I want to do. Sometimes it's something it's just sitting down, the act of sitting down to write and not knowing what is going to come out of it. A very simple thing I do that nourishes my spirit is to water my houseplants or go out in the garden with the hose and water the flower beds. Stretching is nourishing to me. Putting on a yoga, you know, streaming a yoga workout or doing a few yoga stretches. Using fancy bath products that for some reason, I don't know why, I don't always use them. I have them, but actually intentionally using some of those products that I really love. And again, think about feeding your senses. There's, there's the warm water or the smell of them or the texture of them or you know, massaging them into your skin. All of these are ways that we take care of ourselves or nurture ourselves or nourish ourselves. These are all ways that we give ourselves something, right? So another way that I nourish myself is when the sun is out, taking a few minutes to just go sit in it, taking my lunch outside, or taking something that I need to read outside and getting a change of scenery and feeling the warmth on my skin while I do something that I have to do, right? Now, these are just the things that work for me. These may not be your nourishing things, but I hope that sharing some things can get the wheels turning if you're feeling a little stuck with that. Now, here's the reason I want you to literally write these things down. It's because if you're like me, if the time when you tend to overeat or mindlessly eat or just graze in the kitchen tends to be the time when you are worn out and you haven't been getting enough of what you need then think about it. The time when we need nourishment is the time when we are probably the worst at figuring out how to nourish ourselves. So having simple ideas that work, having those ready, having thought about them ahead of time, that helps a lot. And small is critical too, because when you have small, simple nourishing acts that you can just plug into your schedule, that maybe you can 
make a regular part of your life, things that aren't a huge luxury, just nourishing routines and rituals, those things can keep us fed. They can keep us from hitting that wall of not having gotten anything for ourselves all day, right? So start your list of nourishing ideas, start it now. And then I always think of it as like a grocery list, right? It's I've got the list going and I'm going to add to it as I start to think of things. And that's what happens anytime we start to focus on something. So as you get curious about what are the things that nourish me, what are the simple things that feed my soul or feed my senses, you are going to expand your list. You're going to come up with more ideas. All right, so there is one final piece of this puzzle. You won't be surprised, but real nourishment and really taking care of ourselves and responding to our needs in ways that aren't food doesn't that doesn't get taken care of by simply making a to-do list. The to-do list is helpful, and by the to-do list I mean the thing the list of things that you're creating that are helpful to you that feed your spirit, right? But if we think of these as just a mandatory to-do list, not only do we tend to not do them, but it also changes the whole flavor and character of acting on these things when we do them. Like everything else, shifting the way that we take care of ourselves usually requires shifting the way that we think about taking care of ourselves. It's mindset work, right? The thoughts, the stories, the beliefs that you repeat to yourself about what you deserve, about how you respond to your needs, about how much space you're allowed to take to respond to your needs, about how you permit yourself to spend your time. You definitely aren't alone if you have a story or a constant stream of thoughts that reaching for something to eat, overeating at night, grabbing that extra snack in the afternoon, if you have a story that that's the best way to soothe yourself or to reward yourself or to feed your soul, you're not alone if you have that story. But if you skip the mindset work, if you skip the work on shifting those thoughts, developing a new way of thinking about yourself and food and what you're entitled to and how to take care of yourself, if you skip that step, making changes with overeating is always going to feel like an uphill battle, like a struggle. Because if you don't address the thoughts and the beliefs, your old thoughts and beliefs will be working against the new things that you're trying to do. So this, both pieces are really important. And what I would suggest to you is to begin to get curious. Pay attention to how you take care of you. How do you think about taking care of you? Where do you tell yourself it's not possible to take care of you or you shouldn't have to take care of you? How do you talk to yourself about your needs and your desires? And where does food come into play there, right? Do you feel like you have permission to feed your spirit? Do you feel like you have permission to nourish yourself? Or is even listening to me use those words a trigger to have you roll your eyes, right? Does it feel unreasonable or too fluffy? Pay attention. Be curious about this stuff. Are you stingy when it comes to spending your valuable time or your energy on yourself? Do you have a thought in your head that says, oh, you shouldn't really need this? Start to notice the stories that you tell yourself about this because they very likely are related to overeating or emotional eating that you are doing that is feeling like a problem to you. When it comes to making changes, and by changes I mean real lasting changes with your relationship with food, 
and by relationship with food, I mean with why you eat and when you eat and how much you eat. When it comes to making those changes, you are always going to be doing a dance between your thoughts and your beliefs and the actions that you take. Only focusing on one is not going to be enough. And programs that tell you it's okay to just focus on one, just, you know, do this, do this list, follow this or follow this protocol. These programs are not setting you up for lasting change. It is always a dance between your thoughts and your mindset, what you tell yourself about yourself and about food, and then the actual behaviors, the habits, the rituals you have in place, the things that you are showing up and doing. It is a dance between the two. So be curious, watch what you do, watch what you're thinking, see what you can learn from that. And the question I want to leave you with today is if you aren't getting what you need, what kind of adjustment can you make? What kind of small adjustment, how can you adjust you getting your needs met just a teeny tiny bit more, right? How can you turn up the dial on that today? What is something you could actually do to nourish your spirit a little bit more today. Take some time to think about it. Don't forget to make your list, but take some time to think about what you can actually do today and have fun with that. All right. I'll see you later. If you're ready to lose your overeating and emotional eating habits, and you are ready to step into a relationship with food that fits you, one that doesn't rely on willpower and deprivation, then now is the time to join your missing piece. Enrollment is open and this is the perfect time to join me. Go to toomuchonherplate.com forward slash freedom or just click on the link in the show notes. Your Missing Piece is the program where I show you step-by-step how to create freedom from overeating with a unique combination of psychologist-designed, personalized work-with-me, coaching, and smart strategy. You'll learn how to reclaim your power, ditch the diets, and create results that are built to last. Check it all out at toomuchonherplate.com forward slash freedom, and I'll see you inside.